Welcome everybody to another episode of the King's Table, where it's all about bourbon, brotherhood, breaking bread. <laughs> all right, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the King's Table. Welcome to the King's Table. Uh, we are joined by two lovely guests tonight, which we're, we're going to introduce them shortly. Um, of course, this is Ken, and I'm with Evans. Also known as Why the G. Why the G. And we're with Cara, Cara Wells. Wells. Yes, yes, that's me. Educator I am. Educator she is. And introduce yourself. And Kristen Wells. Chris Symmetry, Living Life in Balance. There we go. Bam, bam, bam. So they're also known as uh, Half and Half. Half and Half. <laughs> <laughs> the so Wells sisters. Half and Half. Um, I had the pleasure of knowing them for, shoot, about 15 years now. The Boston Takeover. Yeah. The, ba- the freaking Boston, Boston Takeover. <laughs> you're not supposed to drink your drink yet until we introduce what we're drinking tonight. Oh, but who are you talking to? But that's a good, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good segue. Um, so right. tonight, uh, so I think I think our last recording we had uh, was an old fashioned, um, an old fashioned apple pie. So uh, tonight is just uh, apple picking since we in fall. It's apple mm-hmm. picking season. Yeah. Um, I hate pumpkins. All things pumpkin. <laughs> pumpkin spice. <laughs> coffee. Pumpkin hey, hey. <laughs> Clearly pumpkin beer as well. <laughs> and pumpkin beer. Oh, bro. <laughs> let, me, let me tell y'all something. Don't ever in your life, in your life, try pumpkin beer. I disagree okay. with that. Yo, it's the worst. Is the that worst. IPA? Is that- no, it's a porter. It was a porter? It was a porter. Pumpkin Porter um, by Peoples. Sure. No, Foothills. Okay. Foothills Brewing up in uh, somewhere in North Carolina. Okay. But it was disgusting. It was right. delicious, actually. Oh. I, I, I would rather But drink. if you have poor taste, you say it's disgusting. I'd rather drink y- dog urine. Right. Well, dog urine is dark. <laughs> kind of orangey. Depend on the hydration levels. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. what are we drinking tonight? Then? So, so this is it's just an apple picker. We'll call it. We'll call it the apple picker. We'll call it the okay. apple picker. Right. What's the base spirit in that? The base spirit in it is a brown sugar. Of course, it's bourbon. It's a brown sugar oh. and cinnamon uh, bourbon. Brown, brown sugar, sugar and cinnamon bourbon. Brown sugar and cinnamon bourbon. So it's it 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 definitely has a high note of the cinnamon. Um, obviously cinnamon is very overpowering in anything you put it in. Um, so I try to cut it down with some, um, some lemon juice. Okay. Um, through some, uh, some apple cider. I love apple cider. I apple cider is good. I only drink it in October. Yeah, that's because mm-hmm. it's the only time it's available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next month we switch it to eggnog. <laughs> Which is more disgusting than dog urine. Oh, you're bugging. What? That's that's blasphemy. And we learned a little bit about vermouth tonight. Absolutely. Which is cool. And speaking of learning, that kind of brings us to our topic. Since we're sitting here with a highly... Wait, let's, let's, let's park here real quick. We well, got to do, a, gotta do right, a toast. Let's do a toast. Let's, let's get it started. What's that? Oh, gosh. That's delicious. It's not a shot, Christmas. <laughs> and since we're oh, being... My ASMR... Are <laughs> <laughs> well, you supposed to do this? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, <laughs> it's so refreshing. It's different. 
Okay. <laughs> Apple picker. So we are here with a highly qualified mm. educator. Super educator. She she's well credentialed, and um, she's also published and experienced. Published author. A published author. Yes, yes. And uh, I actually have a book on my bookshelf. You have my book on your bookshelf. Oh, that's a, the lady's living guide. That's Shout dope. Emotional wellness. And so thinking about the uh, current times that we're in, I, I was reading an article today by CNBC talking about how COVID is going to cause an even bigger disparity mm-hmm. um, in education between black students, Hispanic students, and you know white students or Asian students. Lower economically. Right. Impoverished. Yeah, impoverished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, the McKinsey and company found that COVID is going to exacerbate the education gap by 15 to 20% mm. by black and Hispanic students. And they, they've got a, a list of issues that are going to cause that. You can send that to me too. Right? I, I'll definitely send this to you. Um, one of the things that they point out in this little report is that black and Hispanic students kind of lean on school as like a safe haven from, mm. you know, broken homes, you know, food deserts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, you know, I mean, that's kind of a synopsis on it, but you know, what are you guys' overall thoughts? Like, how do you think COVID is going to affect us, especially black students? Yeah, I, I, think, I, think it's hor- I think it's horribly, horrible for the parents that, for one, the single parents mm-hmm. with school age, like more so like elementary, uh, shit, even middle school as well, um, Especially those that don't speak English, where English isn't their first language. Mm-hmm. Um, also, having multiple children in the house, mm-hmm. uh, not having enough space for to create like a learning experience. Yes, yes. Um, through through work, I end up visiting a home um, where there was four school age children, well, three st- school age children and a two year old running around wow. in a two bedroom house. That was probably only like. 800 square oh, yes. feet. Oh, yeah. So it's like everybody's in, in, in the corner and you got the two-year-old running around distracting mm-hmm. and the mother can't even speak English. So it's like the, the reality that those three kids are going to have is like, yo, shit, I ain't learning nothing. And <clears throat> the school, you they're not really prepared to do any extra or additional learning support. Mm-hmm. So if you fall behind and you're, you're not able to catch up on your own, it's like, well, you're just behind. Yeah. Right. Um, and I want to um, be clear on some things. Uh, the first thing is that um, African-American Hispanic students are already disproportionately behind, yeah. right? Before COVID. Right. So let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. African-American or black? Okay, tell me the difference. <laughs> That's a different topic. Okay, all right. All right, my article, okay, so continue. where I'm pulling from, they use the term black. Okay? okay. They use the term black children. Okay. All right, so they do not say African American, it says black. Okay. But um, I want us to. So there's no difference. You the one who brought it up. Because <laughs> okay. I didn't, in yeah. my mind, educationally, they all get lumped into the same group. Sure. So statistically, they're in the same group. Right, okay. when it comes to the achievement gap. Okay. So um, I think if you're saying that um, African-American students may not be at the poverty level right. as black children, is there... But I think black children are, not just African-Americans, is more so my point. Okay. Black children are what? Are behind. 
So like the African American kind of leaves out those that aren't American. Wait. Okay, that's a that's a different type. <laughs> right, so let's just but, say but continue, children, continue. Children of color. Okay. Well, I, I, I say that I say that I say that right. I say that because I'm not African American. The three of y'all are, but I'm just as black as y'all. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I get you. I get you. I get you. So yes, and you know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah. Because what we just talked about was children who come from other countries, yeah. right? Where English is a second language. Mm-hmm. Um, you have so you, we're children of color. Yeah. Let's do that broad. Okay, let's paint that broad brush. Right. Because, Shit, y'all trying um, to brush me off. No, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Because it's true. Because um, you look at a couple of things. African-American children have generations in the system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there can be reasons why those children are failing. Like mm-hmm. their parents may not have um, finished school. Right. Um, and then those parents cannot, not, they can't in turn give the child much support, right? Mm-hmm. Because they don't have the, the knowledge themselves. But I want us to understand that um, there are a lot of uh, risks that our children have, like already that come to the table with trauma, um, chronic stress, poverty, and violence, you know, and all of these things affect their ability to learn. So when they come into the school setting, period, they're coming in with all of these um, disparities, right? So um, when the teacher, i.e. me, approaches the child, they have to consider all those risks when educating them. Mm -hmm. So back to my original statement, which was our children are already behind. Um, I teach, currently I teach fifth grade. Um, I have 15 students. One child out of 15 is on fifth grade level. Everyone else is third, second, or kindergarten. Wow, that's crazy. Right? So I have, and, and only in South Carolina, okay, not only in South Carolina, so let me, let me give you a little bit of my background. I've taught in Massachusetts and in South Carolina. And you're talking about the difference between number one in the country in education and number 47, 48 in education. Mm-hmm. And in South Carolina, um, I find that the children... Um, let me see. The system is not designed to support um, their learning. They right. pass children on. Um, they can't read. <laughs> they can't process. And they're just moving up. So when I so, get to so fifth grade, so is passing them on wrong, or is, is it's it just... wrong? It's wrong in the sense of without the supports that they need to be successful. So sure. when I have a fifth grader who cannot read at all, like I'm talking about kindergarten, pre-primary mm-hmm. level, wow. how did she get to fifth grade? So, but you, but you hold that student back, then what? Well, because they don't have, especially if they don't have the, the proper support at, at home. home right. right. Well, see, that, and the interesting thing is the, the home is actually very supportive, mm-hmm. but there's learning disabilities. There's some things that are in place. And so I don't know if our state does a great job of diagnosing and then treating. Sure. Right. So it's one thing to diagnose, but it's another thing to treat. And so they're not putting proper treatments in place for our children. To, to learn, then, yeah, they're going to stay behind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are children that have been in the resource system for our special education system for years, yeah. and they're not making any gains, right? And why not? Right. And so for a person like me, I want to, I have to look outside of just what's being taught because there are a lot of hindrances to learning. Mm-hmm. And so I'm working on my doctorate and my, part of what I'm, my research is in my dissertation is trauma and ed- trauma with education age students, primary students. Gotcha. And how that affects their life. So, any rate, um, we were already behind before COVID. Yeah. Learning behind a screen mm-hmm. is virtually impossible. I mean, unless you are already at a self-paced level, right? right? Where you can learn on your own. But right. if you can't read, 
the directions that the teacher put on the paper. It's a lot harder. Okay, right? So <laughs> um, I found that, um, but but I've heard a lot of positive reports yeah. of parents whose children are now taking ownership for their learning, yeah. right? And this wasn't happening in the classroom where they had all those distractions. Mm-hmm. At home, you know, mom's on their butt, do this, do that. Okay, your teacher called. So I have great relationships with my, with, with, uh, great relationships with my parents now. Mm-hmm. We talk every day. So things are happening differently, you know, so it's a good and a bad, it's catch-22. So they're home, but you have parental support now from a lot of the parents because they want their child to succeed. Mm -hmm. So they're talking to you every day. Mm -hmm. You're supporting, you're pulling the kids in on the screen, talking to them one-on-one. So you do have, there's a little more connectedness, even though we're not physically together. Um, The children are taking a lot of ownership. Mm -hmm. So that sounds like a positive. And, you know, a question that I had was, you know, COVID is a it's a tough like thing oh, on our for everybody in, in every part of our society. And the question was, what positive or what lesson learned from the educational system that is something that's positive that's gonna come from COVID or, or something that you see now that's gonna be better due to COVID? Well, I mean, well, okay, well. What I want to say with my clients that I see, white, black, whoever, um, a lot of the white people as well are having problems. Their right. children are not learning. They're not understanding. And so I think it's a, I don't want to say it's everyone, but kind of sort of. It's it all is. inclusive. But it we is. are focused on our, you know, black and brown children. I understand. Um, but well, I, I it do, depends because those clients, are they in? Private school or public school? No, these these are public school. They're public school children, children you know, who are going through the yeah, same yeah. situation as black children or whatever. So, right. yeah, private school kids, like some of my clients and doctors are like, oh, yeah, they're fine. They're in class, whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have other students. My son is not learning anything. You know, he's not focused. He's playing his video games or whatever. Oh, yeah. So I think what what you just said about the connected connectedness is what's coming from this. People are taking ownership. They're becoming more involved um, because it's there in their house and they can see, oh, wait, maybe my child can learn. Let's just see how they learn better, like, you know, in which way. And so I think it's, it can open up the door to just different types of learning styles. Because and say more creativity. Yeah, creativity. Right? When it comes to education, mm-hmm. I think. The one thing that I definitely thought of, the first thing when you said that was, we're all in this together. Yeah. Right? So there's not a parent that doesn't feel the pain of the teacher now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's not a teacher that doesn't <laughs> feel the pain of the parent. Right? Now, right? yeah. So now we're all in it. Okay. Oh, we. Now we, I see. Now yeah. I see. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they, yeah. they're, they're upset because they, I'm not a teacher. I'm not. I'm not supposed to know. Oh, I mean, you know, yes. They they're not happy about that. Right. <laughs> I saw this one, this one woman. Yeah. She was protesting. They wanted the schools to open face to face, you know, 100%. And her um, poster said, um, I can't be everything to everyone. Mm. I can't be teacher, provider, parent. And I was like, what the hell? Uh, she got this. Wonderful people, yeah. you know, about, right? Our wonderful people don't want to be everything to everyone when we are always everything, everything to everyone. To everyone. <laughs> you know All the time. All the time. <laughs> are you kidding me? And so parents now have to realize that, yes, you have to be the teacher, but you are your child's first teacher. That's, that's true. Let's just be real. And, and I think that that's point. what they're learning now. And, and that's also, so like, that's to that point. Yes. So when you were saying about the children, you know, being already behind, well, they were behind when at the house. Yeah. What I'm saying, so it's not the teacher's job only, solely to make sure this child passes. 
Like their their mother learning should have started from the womb. Right. You know and that's what, what I was gonna say. Those stats may be somewhat accurate, but if yeah. we really like peel back the layers, there's I, I think when we we might have some more positive results I at the so end too. of this. Mm-hmm. Because um I know there are students I get calls from my kids. I teach fifth grade. Yeah. I have some kids that call me 10 30 at night. Miss Wells, I'm trying to send me the assignment. Can you can you send me this? Da, da, da. Wow. Okay, because they're trying to do it. Yeah, you know they they want want to work harder. My 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 mom's caretaker, her son, in school acting a monkey, right every day because he got all the class to be entertained. Right, they all all look at him. Now he's oh, I got to do my biology homework. Oh, I got to do this, mom. You know, and she's like, what? You know, brothers. It did brothers and sisters helping each other. Mm -hmm. Sister going in and, and and showing him how to do the problem on the board and leaving it up on him. You know, and so parents who can create that learning environment for their children. Those children will be very successful. Right. Now, back to what you were saying with the five, six kids in the home. Yeah. I want to challenge now my parents that have multiple children to create that learning space mm-hmm. and demand that the children obey the rules okay. there, right? The expectations that you yeah, have for them. Because I have a child that has to go into the closet sometimes. Because mm-hmm. they're grandmas. Yeah. Well, ain't nobody listening to grandma, right? Yeah. Nobody listens to grandma. So you, she, I can see my baby on the camera because they stay on mute. So I can see my baby on the camera. <sighs> they fussing at everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. to be quiet <laughs> so that they can learn. You know what I'm saying? Right. Shut up, my teacher talking. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so th- that kind of that kind of battle going on that needs to you know uh, to stop. Or you know, if parents can help us in that aspect, right? Play right? Play, play, yeah, mm-hmm. play referee. Put one child in one room, another child in the bedroom, another child in the bathroom, another child. You see what I'm saying, or or and then just go through, monitor, check on them, facilitate what's going on. That's I think that's phenomenal advice. Right. I I don't think like let's think it strategically, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people, I don't think a lot of parents know how to parent in that way, right? Okay. For, from the last that the lack of discipline. Mm. Right, not being disciplined in their parenting, in themselves, Ooh. and in themselves, yeah. in yes. themselves first, and so that goes to microsymmetry, right? So mm-hmm. that living life in balance and helping people to understand what it takes, and so Chris symmetry, Chris symmetry, yes, Chris symmetry, Chris symmetry, Chris uh-huh. symmetry. yeah. That's not what I said the first time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just saying. Just, <laughs> brand um, yourself, please. Yeah, but <laughs> promote your brand. To living, living your life in balance, but it starts with you. And so the parents are undisciplined and out of order and without routine, then the children will be. And we can't expect children to do something their parents are not doing. So at the end of the day, when I talk about meal prepping and doing certain things, it's to create a routine and it's to create discipline. So I think, you know, in order for that to happen, it first has to happen for the parents. And you you talk about, um, you said, what did you say, Cara? Um, Oh, oh. The I forgot. Oh my gosh! Start it's, it's all good. Yeah, it's gonna come back to you. No, shut up! <laughs> no, no. But this but apple picker it's, got it's, you. Right. It's still just kind of going back to the point where it starts with the parents and them creating that that environment for the children and not having the children try to figure it out for themselves. You right. know what I'm saying? I don't think it's fair. And so I want to talk about oh, mental health mm-hmm. for these kids having to trying to balance all of these things. Right? You know, being at grandma's house and they the oldest. Oh, they got to cook dinner. They got to I don't know. So. Yeah, the parents need to show up for their children. Yeah. So coming out of this, you know, when everything moves forward into whatever normal looks like, post COVID, <laughs> whatever, like what are the things that you see as being permanent? Like things that started now 
as a result of this pandemic. I hope, I hope wearing a mask ain't going to be permanent. <laughs> well, <and laughs> I, I, I think that's, for some yeah. people, I do think we're going to be kind of like Asia in that sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think virtual learning is permanent. Well, virtual, virtual learning, learning is permanent. Um, parents will now forever have the option in public schools to I, put their children in because all public schools now have a virtual learning though. program. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's good, too, because what you have to recognize is what works for your child. Absolutely. And like every day I work, I do things that work for my students, right? Yeah, of course, the system has a way they want us to do it. But I do what works for my babies in my room because that's what they need to be successful. And that's a great point. And that kind of brings me to a segue. So you said you're going to, or parents should try to promote a system that's going to work for their children's strengths, right? Mm -hmm. And we know our public school system is not necessarily set up for that due to the fact that it's standardized, right? So what changes do you feel need to be made? Ooh, where? In the system? Yeah, like, or does it need to change? Does it work as as it's intended or what? It it needs to be shut down and rebuilt. (laughs) So I think we need to do our own thing. Okay, I'm going to go back to a little stop now, right? I'm a fourth generation educator. Mm -hmm. My great grandfather went to college. Right. Um, my grandmother, my parents, you know, so and everyone was in education and education was premier in our family. Right. right. So I did everything everybody wanted me to do. This one over here, my sister, she's like, I don't go to no college. <laughs> and so my family, was I want to like, work at the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> Go there once. OK, so she was like, um, everybody was, um, you know, shocked. Like, what do you mean? You don't go to school. But I think parents need to recognize, or even through this, parents can see their children's strengths and play on them. We have to do what works for us. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, we had, we were in charge of our children's learning. Mm-hmm. Our schools were our schools. Mm-hmm. They they were not dictated by a predominantly white system. Mm-hmm. So what I'm with little to... white women teachers yeah, 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 who yeah. cannot culturally connect, mm-hmm. right? So you don't have, they don't understand what's going on in our community. So how do you feel about Chris? Oh, can I, can I just yeah. say this? Yeah, hand again, up. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I saw that thought hit her. <laughs> Only because, again, I have, a, some of my clients are teachers and they're younger. And younger these, white women? Younger white struggling, women. But struggling. no, they they're interested, yes. One of the girls is uh, learning um, the the history of racism or something like that. She has mm-hmm. like, she's mm-hmm. in school, so she this so you this COVID to. all this has opened to. up their eyes to be like, hold on, wait, how can I really fix this? How can I identify with these children? So I have great conversations with them, and they're actually wanting to know. They're not being Stay passive, way, yeah, pa- passive aggressive. You know, right? Like, oh my god, look at Sally. he's over there doing <laughs> right. this. No, what's going on with her? What's That's happening? Awesome. And they recognize the things. So. Well, that's good. That must be a new trend. Yeah. I, <laughs> I care trend. So, right. so how do y'all feel about like desegregation from the lens of education? Ah, it was one of the worst things, huh? One of the worst things. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because um, we were no longer in charge mm-hmm. of our children, mm-hmm. and now we we gave the responsibility of teaching and training mm-hmm. our babies to, to someone, someone else. else. Yeah, yeah. That, that's and that's not for and, us. And, and, right, right, right. And that's where and that's and where has no them. idea. Yeah, and and but something you said <sighs> about the standard, the standardized testing. It's like, <sighs> but forget that because no one like. What standard? Who by who whose standard, standard right? right? What is this based so on? All the way back to and how right? How people learn, how people process information is so is so vast. But so we should have multiple ways. Exactly. To, and I was gonna say what people don't realize is that the Western system um, of education 
they, uh, I guess what is Lamova, European thought process, mm. right? Um, African or uh, colored or island, <laughs> you know, all children of color have a different <laughs> thought process. Are you me? No, no, no. <laughs> She's and working very hard. Making fun included. Right. And um, because actually, I don't even identify with African American anymore. Um, I I consider myself an Aborigine, sure. right? I, my my parents Aboriginal Aboriginal me. My people from here. Okay. okay. <laughs> and my great great everybody. Right? White foot. <laughs> Black. Light. I'm light foot. <laughs> I got jokes. These people can't see me. They don't know. <laughs> well, I know but, she meant. <laughs> actually, no. She Carwell's you know. Google. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's recent, right. pi- recent pictures. Right. She don't know that. I want to, no, just a real, really quickly, though, you talked about like desegregation. Um, mm-hmm. I have this article here in front of me that talks about um, race, poverty, and violence exposure, right? A critical spatial analysis of African-American trauma, vulnerability, and educational outcomes in Charlotte, right? Mm. They based this study on WEB's, the boys' um, initial study um, of the Philadelphia Negro. I don't know if you are familiar with that. But in 1899, he did a critical spatial analysis to examine the impacts of race, poverty, and violence um, on educational outcomes mm-hmm. of black children. And 1899 now, 1899, <laughs> there was an article written by W.E.B. that dealt with the same thing that we're dealing with now in 2020, mm-hmm. right? And so you have to wonder, right, if this has always been the plan. Mm-hmm. Like when they conquered this land mm-hmm. and they took the native natives, which is us, right? Mm-hmm. Some went to slavery, some went to reservations, mm-hmm. some went, right? And But they were all demanded to be educated through their system right. that they created. So that system, back in the day, it was segregated. So we were in the system, but we were our own school within a system. Mm-hmm. Now today, it is still the case now because of redlining and district and zoning, you still have predominantly black schools. My right. school is 99.9% yes, black or, or colored or inclusive, <laughs> right? All inclusive. All inclusive. But, but that those schools are failing at a tremendous rate. Yeah. Why? Well, that's a great question. And you're the uh, subject matter <laughs> expert. So, you know, enlighten us, please. Right. Well, okay. So I would say because it's because of the, uh, the European, well, the the method, the style, mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. the structure. Yeah. Um, I would say that the expectation for learning is set by someone that does not under has no um, cultural identity. Like right. right, so they don't know how we learn. We are tribal. We're rhythms. Yeah. We're vibrational people. Right. Um, you can't just talk to somebody in our A much you know, more creative. Yes, style. much more creative. So one thing that I've always heard is that the American educational system was essentially, it came to maturity, so to speak, during the uh, Industrial Revolution to teach. Basically, if you look at the time frame that you're in school, that's the time that somebody would be working in the factory, Mm -hmm. right? So you don't have to pay, you know, all these parents don't have to get babysitters and this and that. And then you're taught all these standards to essentially learn how to do repetitive, non-creative work. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And now that industrial system is gone. But they, 
they're creating a new system. They right. Well, they, now they're, 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 they want to create workers. They don't want you to be a free thinker. Yeah. So right, for absolutely. someone who Subjects. went to a predominantly white school, um, I struggled a lot. Mm-hmm. And my parents were educators. And I struggled a lot. Well, they didn't understand <laughs> and, why she was struggling. Yeah, <laughs> but I have a different learning curve. Mm-hmm. I don't learn that way. I don't just talk to them on a board. What the heck is that? I need to feel, touch it, smell it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kinesthetic. Yeah, there we go. So I just kind of passed my way through. They passed me through school. You know, just based on, you know, she was nice. She has a great attitude. Mm -hmm. Well, whatever. Go ahead. My teacher said, you're failing math, but (laughs) (laughs) you're failing, but I like you. So I'm going to pass you. And so that was my life, you know, until I got to college and kind of had to work a little bit more. Um, But even then it was a struggle. So at the end of the day, I think it goes back to the parents really being more um, active and open to like helping their children and seeing where the children foster their learning. I was going to say, and identifying their children's strengths though. Right? Yeah. Because um, it's if, if our parents had recognized where you were strong mm-hmm. and didn't force you to go into the, the same system. system, the same route right. they went, right. then you, you know, may have done things a lot earlier or whatever right. the case may right. be. But, um, you know, I, that's what I do now. Like I work with my kids on their strengths. What are you good at? Yeah. What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? I have a little, I have a, <laughs> I had a student last year and he is a producer. When uh-huh. I say producer, like he can make mm-hmm. videos, okay. songs that, I mean, his skill set is outstanding, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We working on that now, bro. Yeah. Don't wait. Right. right? So it sounds like you, what you're doing is some kind of extracurricular <laughs> education, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, sir. which kind of leads me to my next point, um, which is. When we start talking about extracurriculars, right, there's a big push now. And it's, it's, it's something I think that's been around for a while. But people are talking more now about the necessity or maybe lack thereof of college, mm-hmm. university training, right, mm-hmm. or education rather. Mm-hmm. So what you're teaching that student is not part of the curriculum. No. And you're teaching him something that he can't learn in school. So if we take that and transpose that onto, onto the college age children or adults, is college necessary? Um, not for all, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think college is necessary for anybody that I'm not going into a field that you need college education for. Right. So for example, if I'm going to be an entrepreneur and start my own business, I don't need to go to college for that. Mm-hmm. I, I need to go to, I might need to go to business school. I might need to go to finance class. I might need to, you know, there's some things I need, some training yeah. as far as, you know, uh, how to do budgeting and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff. But I sure don't need to sit in a trigonometry class right. or, a math, you know, that's a waste of money and time and energy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was saying, parents, if we invest early, if you look at your child early, identify early who they are, talk, share, dream, build. I have several students that are starting their own businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and it is. But I'm the type of teacher that when it's time to teach theme, mm-hmm. oh, we analyzing uh, Pharrell's entrepreneur video. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Black man, black man. Oh, what is the theme of this? You know, <laughs> ambition. Mm-hmm. Right. Determination. Right. So we're, we're analyzing themes on various modalities. <laughs> we're not just looking at it through uh, an article mm-hmm. or, you know, some kind of. Test textbook textbook yes yeah, and this is this is why Wells Academy and curriculum has to be throughout the um, universe because 
Um, you, no Is one has. Yeah, I just put it out there because you you have a different thought process and approach and passion towards the children to really foster them. Right, you're like a parent. And you uh, will really, you know, mm-hmm. I think I feel like these kids will really benefit from having had you as a teacher, right? And hopefully can remember fifth grade through the rest of the years, you know? Right, right. Um, but essentially, I don't feel like, you know, everyone should go to college and do the system because what is it? Um, uh, 97% work for 3%. Mm-hmm. Of the, so at the end of the day, I want to be at the 3%. Like yeah. work for me then because mm-hmm. if we're going to keep training these mm-hmm. people just to be robots, fine. Let me figure it out because I can't. I can't. Right. So yeah. my um, my goddaughter, excuse me, shout out to uh, Tanaya Jackson, number one in her class. Hello, mm-hmm. <laughs> Richard. Hey, 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 hey. But my goddaughter, um, she's going to college, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. she wants to go to school, but she's going to school for computer science, yeah. like computer. Mm-hmm. So she's into software building and technology, that right. kind of stuff. So that's what she needs to be. Those yeah. children need mm-hmm. to go to school. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, right? right. Um, and they'll make enough money to pay the... <laughs> Yeah. Let me just say something real quick. Get on your high horse, real. Teachers need a rest. (laughs) We need more money. You understand? Because for what? um, Y'all get all these vacations. Number one, our work. While we're working every day, (laughs) we do. Y'all be in different parts of the world. Right, and now we're virtual. I can teach you. And now you're virtual. (laughs) But no, seriously though, um, the level of work that it takes though, the fact Mm -hmm. that no other job in the world would be possible without a teacher, Mm -hmm. is just should be indicative. Should be enough for us to be paid like lawyers, Mm -hmm. right? Doctors, right? Um, and I, it's kind of disheartening because you're lo- you lose such quality teachers. Mm-hmm. You don't have any males, black males, because they can't afford to take care of their families on a teacher's yeah, salary. Right. So I can't become a teacher because a teacher can't pay the bills. Yeah. You but understand? It, it also so, shows you the value system of America, though. You know, like at the end of the day, entertainment and uh-oh. you know. Mm. Um, talk that's privately funded though yeah so. well okay. let's talk I mean, about private okay. funders okay. Okay. to also fund education but they, they fund private school education and they right? fund prisons which in front, yeah okay. so let's talk so about at the end of the day I, I feel like you know <laughs> let's for talk the about vast majority about. yeah no they want you to be the worker no they want you yeah. So, so it's, like, a, it's a hold you back so, so back to like the desegregation thing uh-huh. um, and I'm gonna get to your question Ken um, back to desegregate. I think that was the worst thing to happen to black people. Absolutely. On, Financially, on, educationally, on emotionally, level. mentally. Yeah. Possible, Man. right? Because then, because now we're, we're already in a system that is not for us, nor was it built for us. Mm-hmm. Now you want us to integrate, integrate into this where we're not welcomed, right? Mm-hmm. And we're constantly reminded every day, yeah. right? That mm-hmm. we're not welcomed in, in this this system or this group or this this realm or reality, whatever you want to call it, like yo, let let us be to our own. Yeah. Let us let us educate our own folks. Let uh-huh. us keep our money within yeah. our own community. No, right, but that was part of why they passed the Civil Rights um, uh, uh, Act, mm-hmm. right? The Civil Rights Act back in nineteen sixty was it two, four, five, four, four, whole bunch of them. Right, but they they, <laughs> they passed the, a, right, the civil, right, right. Yeah. And what about the Highway Act? I mean, there's so yeah. many things that they did to uh, segregate and desegregate and segregate and desegregate. Right. I'm mean, gonna go back and forth, but the only reason why they they what I call is they socially integrated us, right? Mm-hmm. They let us come into their their businesses and spend our money. Right. They let us come into their schools and be miseducated by their teachers. Mm-hmm. 
right? And and the, and they and that's basically and it'd be entertained and by sports. Yeah. And, yeah, and so yeah. now they make all the money because the Negro mm-hmm. leagues was smashing the um, yeah, 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 right. the, the what major, is the, leagues. major leagues back right. in the day. Right. You understand? And everything we do is great. Yes. And so they saw that if we raise our economic community next to their community, their community be dead right now. And I think part of that though is they allowed, or we maybe allowed them to invite us in and give us equality and mm-hmm. not equity. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because when you, if you think about standardized tests, right? So if we're the minority, at least what thirteen percent of that standard should be representative of our population right but it's not no and so that's it's like that because we don't have any equity in the system no. right and right. we we've not forced the issue to have equity you right. know what i mean well, and, and, go ahead i'll say it, well the question would be at this point is how do we do that mm-hmm. because we're yeah. so deep into mm-hmm. it right well, so i think i think we take claude anderson's approach okay right phenomenal you know, we use Yo, that shout, power now. Shout out to Dr. Claude Anderson. Dr. Right, we, we need to have him on. Toast. Toast. Toast, toast to Dr. Claude. Right, power Nomics. Power Nomics. But, right, go um, ahead. But for me, one of the things that I believe wholeheartedly about his teachings is that we need to learn how to monetize our votes, right? Mm-hmm. So, one, if if you hear a lot of uh, woke folks, so the events will tell you, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of woke. But because I, I think they say a lot of stuff that has absolutely no no action behind it, right? Don't okay. give me more complaints. Give me solutions. That's right. Absolutely. And so one thing that Dr. Claude, he talks about is black people need to be involved in the political system. However, we need to put our money up. You hear a lot of woke folks saying, oh, well, you know, L- LGBT people or whatever, they got all this stuff passed, you know, be- while Obama was in office and black people didn't get nothing. And my response to that is always, if I see you, I can see that you're black before I know that you're gay. Right. You know, but also those people, they organize. They called out politicians. They work together. They work together. They put their money together. They put their money behind their votes. And we don't do that. We won't do it, though. We refuse to do it. Absolutely. It's almost like some type of like... Brainwashing. I can't. I can't. Brainwashing thing, though. It's apathy, is what I think. Self hatred. I mean, there's a, yeah. there's a, there are a lot of like. Let me do it. Let me PTSD real quick. Yeah. Right. So in our in our our people in our society here in America, generationally have dealt with trauma, violence, chronic stress, poverty yes. for the last five hundred years. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you layer that. Um, People are afraid. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a lot of fear a little bit behind, I don't know this brother. Yeah. How do I trust him with my money? How do I do this? You know what I'm saying? My homeboy, Dr. U- oh, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Umar. Umar would try to get me to He'll never get together. that school off the ground. He'll never. But he won't. Because why? <laughs> well, number one, I, well, I ain't going to say that. But yeah. no, there's several reasons why. <laughs> there's several reasons why. Yeah, like, <laughs> but no, I mean, because sometimes with us too, like ego plays a role, right? Yeah, and we yeah. don't know how to take down that wall and, and really sing kumbaya and say, mm-hmm. okay, because we don't, because um, that's why segregation like was one of the worst things, because now you have this disparity between the wealthy and the poor. Mm-hmm. And so the people in the hood are not getting love from the Negroes who got their education and then moved out to the suburbs, right? So when we lived together, then the garbage man and the lawyer were right next door. The struggle was the same. Yeah. Now I can't see your struggle. I'm miles away from your struggle. Right. 
don't care if y'all in the hood. I ride to the hood every day. Like, yo, these niggas been out all night, right? <laughs> and but I live right there, yeah. right? So and, and I love them. I buy the homeless dude on the corner. I buy him food all the time. But that's just my heart. Most people move all the way out in a way because they want to feel like they've arrived. Because white man has put up this whole standard. Now go back to that standard. Who puts the standard in place? If the white man puts the standard in place and tells you to meet it, we say, oh, okay, white man. You know, because that comes from so, that check and jive mentality that up. was generationally, generationally put into it. So I want to say is because I get, <laughs> I get talked about a lot. Because <laughs> I moved to the suburbs, right? And... You did. You about that big old house out there. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, pool. So, so, I, so I moved to the suburbs, you know what I'm Straight on the fact for my children. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in the hood. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tell my kids all the time, I was born in the jungle. Because literally, like, it's crackheads in front of the house. Mm-hmm. I seen my first body at like four years old mm-hmm. in front of my house. Trauma. Mm-hmm. Right? I seen... Somebody gets stabbed a couple months later. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, what part did you say? I've been seeing it all, done been through it all, yo. Mm-hmm. What the fuck else could happen? And that affects more our so everyday life. The yeah. How we react, how we work together, to how we don't. So what I think, though, and what I think is missing is the healing. So, yes... We have PTSD, but where is the healing? And I think we shy away from so much of like, you know, talking about yoga or like wellness and things like that. But those are things that heal you. Those are things that help you. So I'm with that 100%. Mm -hmm. But but a part of that healing is being compelled not to allow my children to grow up like I did in my reaction. So so yes, I I don't want to live in the hood. Right, but what about the children who do live in the hood, right? How do they we bring that? They still, they still, they still need that, that healing. So when you have the sure. mindset of, mm-hmm. you see, because here's the thing about you. Mm-hmm. You survived that trauma, mm-hmm. right? That you you conquered that. You became an overcomer. Mm-hmm. And so how, do we, how are we made overcomers? By the blood of the lamb, the word yeah. about what? Testimony. So, right. why, so then you stay why, and you testify. You, you, right, exactly. I'm saying somewhere you, you have to impact. Absolutely. I mean, y'all know me. I'm always about to do that. But but as far as like my reality was like, yo, I refuse to allow my children to have the same experiences. Right, because you didn't want them to have to deal with that trauma. Right. But that doesn't right. mean they won't deal still with trauma, still deal with some sort of trauma. Oh, absolutely. That yeah. but, but but and I know I know for me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like I'm super blessed, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't been to jail, God's grace. I've been locked up, but I ain't serving yeah. any time, right? God's mm-hmm. grace. We all been alive. I, 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 I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah, I've been alive. Yeah, absolutely. Still alive. absolutely. Yo, a lot of my Black homies man. aren't alive. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 I'm saying, like, from, from brothers to cousins to right. like close friends, they're not still alive. Yeah. I'm saying, like, and you know, Boston. Mm-hmm. Boston, these don't want to see you do okay. Forget good. Right. <laughs> okay. Yo, forget. They don't want to see you do okay. So, so it's like, yo, you have a target on your back if you're, because I lived a hood life. Right, I've been there. Mm-hmm. That was my reality. Yeah. But moving away from that, transitioning to parenthood, mm-hmm. my children being my first priority, starting choice. starting to create a a, a, a pattern of, of of different thinking, like shifting our thinking. Yes, right, uh, our finances having a more financial mm-hmm. um, focus. Yeah. Right, not just financial. Yeah, financial, but also wealth. Yes, wealth, health. Let me say, making sure that we're receiving the, making sure everything's coming together mm-hmm. in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. For me, when I'm in the hood, I have a hood mentality. 
Hands down. So it changes your mindset, Absolutely. right? right. So Absolutely. you're no longer thinking. Okay, so ooh, so boom, you just brought up something very good. But like, let's think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. right? So as a people, right. we're always at the bottom yes. of that hierarchy, right? We're always looking for safety, safety and security. And security. Yeah. That is the black man, black woman, black child struggle, right. right? I need to be safe. I need to be secure. So I can't move to that next level of psychological need, which is intimate relationships mm-hmm. and, you know, positivity and all these other things that you're talking about because right. I need to survive. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when survival is your main priority, mm-hmm. getting to self-actualization, which is the tip it's of impossible. the iceberg, is impossible. Yeah. And so what we, those of us who have survived, mm-hmm. the survivors of the trauma, of, the, of living in those, and to me, no, but let me be clear though. I am. I was raised bougie and spoiled. I I ran to the hood looking to find out what else is out there. Okay, so this little hoodness you hear in me, this was not my parents doing. It. This was me in those streets trying to see how other people live. Right, and my my parents tried. I mean, they tried. Oh, baby, don't go in there. Why are you going? Because I want to know what the rest of the world is doing. Yeah. Right, and so what that allows me to do though is build a bridge. Right. So now I can go into the hood, understand, mm-hmm. talk, communicate, go to these educational arenas, talk, understand, communicate, and then bridge the gap. Yeah, yeah. Because the gap really is cultural. Yes. It's, it, you can it's say language. it's achievement. Right. It's what it's language, mentality, yeah. society, everything, you know. So it's 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 a lot more than um, just what they're learning. It's how they're learning. it. Yeah. I think the that's where the gap. More that's where the more. gap really comes in. Yeah. You know, how can I connect with my kids to get them to learn? And I think you said something that. So, Chrissy, I think you're going to allude to how we heal. Well, balance. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> now is but, your time. Check it out. I'll think But the first part of the healing is actually recognizing that you have an issue, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to first be aware of something. Something is not right. And, you know, and then kind of seek out. So you didn't, you want to discover. But it's hard to know something is not right when that's your everyday reality. Absolutely. You know well, what? I disagree. Yeah. I was like, well. Because I, I don't think, I don't think we have a problem identifying that mm-hmm. we have an issue. Yeah. I disagree. No. Because no. we, we do a good job at telling the world yeah, we that we need help yeah. and we struggle. Yeah. I, I, I think, I don't think everyone's there, bro. No, no, everyone's not there. However, it's not there. But I think as a, not to say that black people are a monolith because we're not, but I do believe that there's no shortage. Well, (laughs) 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 Well, for those of us that went to college. (laughs) But no, two days, goddamn it. Google, what's monolith? I don't even know. But you know, we're, we're not, we don't necessarily all have the same mind or mindset. Right. However, I'll say it like this. If you polled 100 black folks from the inner city all over the country, I'm willing to bet that the vast majority of those black folk could tell you that black folk got issues Mm -hmm. and that we have struggles and that there's reasons. We got a lot of reasons for our poverty, but I, I personally, this is just me. I don't think we get past the reasons. Correct. You can have reasons or you can have results. You can't have Because I think, but I think we don't get past the struggle because we do not want to get past the struggle. It's easy. It's easier to complain about it. It's easier to complain about it. I said the other day, if we actually worked on self 
first. We look in the mirror and say, I got issues. What are my issues? What is really going on? If we really did that and we really went through self-discipline, self-motivation, whatever your issues are and healed and became whole, sure. then what? We have no problems. We have nothing to complain about. Then people will probably be out of business. You won't have health yeah. life coaches. You we'll, won't have... We'll you always know, have problems. Uh, no, absolutely. Just, absolutely. But, I, I, but I, the problems change. So, so I'm agreeing fine. with you, mm-hmm. right? I'm agreeing with you. Ken, I'm agreeing with you. However... That's rare. Folks... <laughs> <laughs> fo- folks don't always know that they have issues. Or they don't always know... They're not aware. That yeah. They're not aware of... Of the niggerness, right? You know saying going to Walmart with your PJs on, right? You know saying and the like, bonnets and the slippers, the, or <laughs> or them saying speaking to your children in a certain way, or speaking oh to gosh, other people right. in a certain yeah. way, yeah. Well, yeah, or sure. the way you're dressed, the way you conduct they yourself. Not everybody, guys, not, every, not everybody that's, knows. That's culture. It's culture. But, but that, knows. But see, I don't culture. know if I'm even even talking about that part, like. That that's a problem, but that's a but, but that's it, a it, problem. It, it is a problem because in it, white society in America, no, it's even a problem. no, even I, I think in society, period. Reason being, right? If if somebody pulls up on you in a certain way, and that's their niggerness is them, you gonna feel some type of way, like yo, come correct, right? I think, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, no, I mean, it depends. Like, first of all, let's be clear. Yeah, not the average person is not gonna roll up on me. Right. right for any reason because they're gonna respect you know what I'm saying me period the hood show sure. I go to the hood all the time yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying the reality of it is and I get respect there mm-hmm. because that's the way I carry myself right, right. um and then the, and then there's people who are hood people who get respect because that's what they carry themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. it's but it's not about respecting let's go back I think awareness is key but what are we saying is wrong you see what I'm saying my thing mm-hmm. is like if you're saying like it's wrong so no. if that's the case what's wrong then yeah. Like what, what do we do so, is, is wrong. Exactly. Right. So that's the part that we were just bringing up. Yeah. It's just finding out what is the issue. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that the issue is so much um, necessarily like where we live or what's going on. Right. I think the issue is like our approach. It's our mentality. It's just how we feel about ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In our community, and our children. Mm-hmm. I don't value or feel healthy. I don't feel well. I'm not mm-hmm. good on the inside. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'm depressed. I'm sad. I have um, inappropriate relationships. I have poor relationships. I'm out of balance, right? And so if I'm not healed, if I'm not loving myself, if I can't give that, you know, to myself, then I can't give it to my child. And then when my child goes to school, they're going to act out because they're not getting what it is that they need, you know what I'm saying, from me. And so my book, Ladies Living Guide, the reason why I started with Emotional Healing for Women was because they're the mothers, they're the teachers. And then the only reason that the children can heal is if they're whole. Right? right. So back to what you're saying is awareness. If we raise awareness to the need, so the need is not so much um, what we're wearing, <laughs> right? That will that will change when we change. When the mind changes. When the change, yeah, and, exactly. and therefore, and then, therefore, like when it, with regard to the system, yeah. I mean that will change too. Like because how we view it changes. No. Well, we have to change. The, so well, we that, have to I mean, it's not okay. going to change on its own. But no, we have to care yes. enough about ourselves, our Correct. community, our people to stand together, That's, pool our resources. Okay, so I didn't say that specifically. So, so I, like, I, I guess that. if your mindset changes when you have, you want more, right? Care. I yes. want more, and you care, mm-hmm. you show up for yourself and for people, then you are going to demand things just like the, uh, the, the wonderful people. Yeah. Right. And, and the other people, they yeah. Do. 
Right. We just don't give a fool. <laughs> right. We're gonna get high to you know, we're gonna get we're gonna be high. Yeah. So yeah, let's yeah. talk about we're gonna drink. In 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 the context of education. Saying. It's a good number. In the, in the context of though. education. We, drinking? we just talked we just spoke a lot about <laughs> culture. Yeah. So from my own experience, I, I I mean I have a I have a perspective on cultural education, but from you ladies' perspective, like how important is cultural education? How do we make that, and if it is important to you, how do we make that a part of our children's K through 12 and post-secondary education? Well, I maybe, and I, I don't want to sound or seem ignorant, but maybe what is cultural education? I think that's a good question. Because I need to maybe understand what how that's defined in order to know if it's something that's necessary. Like knowing blackness, knowing like so, African heritage. So right. and so, I'll give you my reality is when I was a teen, my mom put me in this after school program, right? And it was called Young African American Men. And I remember the head teacher, headmaster, whatever he was, he was this Muslim guy named Mr. Abdul. Mm-hmm. And he taught us about blackness. He taught us about the history of the black man. You know, he, he opened us up to W.E.B. Du Bois and Carter G. And he, he just taught us all these things that were that we didn't learn in school. Yeah. But he also taught us about the African diaspora. He taught us about West Indians. He taught us about like the mystery religions and, okay. and all of these things we didn't learn in school. And, and really instilled in us that our history didn't begin with slavery, right. which is something that I was being taught That's in my good. house anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think as part of that, it it made me, when I went back to school, I started to question some things. Yeah. Right. And that's, I, I, for me personally, I think that's a part it's the building. of our it's education. The building. That's, so right. breaking that down. Sorry. No, go ahead. Okay. Breaking that down, when you mm. say it like that, absolutely, I think that cultural education is very important because it goes beyond slavery. Right. Like, I just don't want us to stop there. Because yeah. we're, we're deeper than that. We're better than that. Right. Right. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you know what I'm saying? No, we are. You know what I'm saying? We're better than that. So we have more depth to us. I remember one, um, one, uh, uh, she was a poet and she was just saying how, you know, don't, uh, be apologetic about you sucking your teeth or, cause in Africa, that was a cultural thing. Mm -hmm. You did that or, or adorning yourself in certain ways. That's. Even how we dance, you know, when we put all the people in the middle and everybody's around yeah, and watching yeah, the people dance, yeah, that's cultural. Yeah. Right. Like we don't, we don't, we don't necessarily know that. And once we start learning and connecting, so guess what? So if you Google right cultural mm-hmm. education, it says the cultural education consists of the capacity for reflection, mm-hmm. the capacity Just for capacity. reflection. Mm-hmm. So that we're talking about our building mm-hmm. capacity, how you create, right? What you're made of, right? right? For reflect to think back. So if I don't have anything to think back on, remember you asked right, me about history. Right. Remember you asked me like why was it so? Why were you so angry that they took out reconstruction yes. from mm-hmm. the South Carolina mm-hmm. education mm-hmm. system? Well, I'm mad because now my children can't reflect. Mm-hmm. They can't know that they were great African American leaders in South Carolina that made it to Congress that were in government mm-hmm. back in the 1800s. They can't yes. know that if so you take it out of the system. So that's not in the, in, in the books. They, man, they took it out. I've been teaching it for, I was teaching it for the past 10 years. Yeah. And last year, they changed the entire um, South Carolina um, social studies curriculum. Mm-hmm. And they made it focus more on just the state of South Carolina 
and then basically um, America's expansion, how America became great. Yeah. Literally. The manifest destiny. That what? Yeah. That's what they shaped now the curriculum. So they wiped mm-hmm. out all the things my children have learned. I mean, well, the children to come yeah. will learn about reconstruction, about sharecropping. I did a whole lesson on the cycle of debt. Wow. Right? Through sharecropping, wow. right? And I was able to do that because that was in the curriculum. Yeah. Now that you took it out. I can't teach my children about how the cycle of debt and how they get in debt. And this right? this and is why alternative schools are maybe how unnecessary. Yeah. So yeah. necessary. And then they need to be supported and they need to be funded at the rate of regular public schools. Yeah. Right. Right. And so that's where we start pooling our resources, our ideas, you know, what our our and our money. um well, our resources are money, but our resources are also our talent. Yeah. Right? Our energy. Mm-hmm. I have teachers that want to walk out right now. They are so done yeah. with the way the system wants us to teach. And if we don't have a place for them to go, right, mm-hmm. what will they do? Because the teaching is what they do. Right. So cultural education is it, it's the, like I said, it's the need or the capacity for reflection. Children, um, and it also says that they have to learn and reflect on their own culture. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't know anything, so I'm now comparing myself to the white man because they learn everything about the white man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, and and how can I see myself in him? Right. I was brainwashed critically until I was over thirty. Wow. Shit, I think we all. I, yeah, have been brainwashed. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know any history outside of American history until I taught at an African, predominantly African school. Mm-hmm. They had this Doctor Shockley from DC <laughs> come in and do this culturally relevant workshop. Yeah. And he gave us this test. Boom. You know, I'm blowing the test out the water. I have all the answers. It's American history. What mm-hmm. you talking about? I got 100. Mm-hmm. Boom. Passed the test back all proud. Then he comes back with another test. Mm-hmm. African history. What? Zero. I, what? Exactly. I got one question right. Oh, and he said, if you got below a 10%, you are critically brainwashed. Well, that changed my life. Mm-hmm. And it made me seek and want to know more. Like, yeah. what the hell? You were programmed. I've been living, What? I've been living my whole life without my own mind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So well, put all this in my head. Don't I watch mean, the social dilemma on Netflix then. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Should I watch Heard that? About that? You should. Yeah, okay. Because you thought social. you had a mind. <laughs> no, right. And that's because this is your new mind. Yeah. And it's all oh, through marketing. Oh, Lord. Yes, it's bad. We know it to be true. But before we get out of here, ladies, yeah. we, we have a little segment fun. that we have. And, and this, I just want to say, this was an amazing conversation. I love We definitely have to do this again real soon. Um. We have a little segment we like to call Last Shots. Okay. Where we just kind of go around. Told me she was a drunk. Y'all believe it. Write it down. She's ready. So we like to go around and, and, and just kind of recap what we learned from through this amazing conversation. So, Chrissy, I'm going to start with you. Shoot. Okay. So, that's a no. What I learned is that we still have a lot of work to do, but it is very possible for us to um, be on the upside and the other side of history and making history. And I'm excited for uh, our future um, because we are making our stamp now in this time and um, ready for the the change that is to come. So uh, this has been dynamic. I didn't think I had much to bring to the table, but I obviously I... I kind of shorted myself because yeah. I wasn't educated in the system. <laughs> but you know what? I am educated. Yes, yeah. ma'am. There you go. Okay, yes, ma'am. Ma'am. Events. <laughs> Last shots. I always like, I always love talking about the black experience. Um, I didn't really 
get to talk about the first generation educational mm. experience. Um, because that within itself, I think, is a it's was a it traumatic. It's yeah. a series. Yeah. So from from the trauma, but also from being first generation here in America, mm. where English wasn't my first language. Mm. Um. Can can be making fun of me when I be slipping up on it, especially because I, I don't speak Creole. After yeah, after a few beverages, after a few beverages, my access. <laughs> but um, but I, I think the black experience is is beautiful. Um, I think that once we get on one accord mm-hmm. here and globally, that's when we'll start to take back the dominance and take back control of, of self and the futures of our our babies mm-hmm. um, un, until that happens like we all have phenomenal ideas mm-hmm. we all have wonderful thoughts we all have um, plans and things that we think is the best solution or the best answer to some of the issues that we have um, I think it's um, um, more of a matter of moving forward on those ideas mm-hmm. and moving forward on the greatness that's within us. But it starts from com- having conversations like this to, to ignite, um, to ignite. And I, I, I can bring my candle to your candle. Mm-hmm. Um, and from your candle to the next person's candle, then, you know, start, start a burn this bitch down. Yeah. So, my last shot is basically what I learned from this conversation is that black folks, we absolutely need healing from our trauma yes. because we all experience it. And we need to take ownership mm-hmm. of our education, not only culturally, but, you know, through the informational education that we need. So that was that was my last shot. Cara, what about you? All right. We're going to wrap it up with me. Um, I would say that my last shot uh, or or how I reflect on this whole conversation is that it's necessary, Mm -hmm. right? It's necessary for educators, parents, community, children to come together and talk about um, learning, their learning and their experiences in that. Um, I also believe that the awareness that was raised here at this table when it comes to um, the trauma and it comes to the expectations for learning or how our children fit in today's society, um, it's, it's, it's important for us to um, raise them up, mm-hmm. right? And, and to lift them up above the expectation yeah. and to create a safe space for them to learn um, communities. I think it's going to be very necessary for us to begin these conversations to raise awareness so that people can become um, advantageous about their pursuit for quality, education, community, love, all of these things that we need in order to be healthy and whole citizens in this society. Shoot, like you said, burn it down. We create burn it down. Yeah. So, Cara Wells, Chrissy Wells, <laughs> tell the people one last time who you are and where they can find you, all social media, websites, Google me, all that. All right, so. so come on, you said Google me. <laughs> Google me, baby. Google me, baby. My fault. I was thinking of Google Plus. No. Remember Google Plus? No, I remember the line in the movie where it says Google Me Baby. That was a fabulous song. Okay. And that was from a movie too, though. Okay. So Kristen, yes. 
So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook for Chris Symmetry, K-R-I-S-S-Y. M-M-E-T-R-Y That's number a lot one. Of fucking <laughs> it's it's like symmetry. Cooking letter, it's cooking letter. Yeah, yeah, it's simple. Okay. On YouTube, you can find me at Chris Space Symmetry. Okay, let's just be specific. All right. So anyway, um <laughs> and and yeah, anyway, I don't really tweet Twitter, but it's Twitter is like symmetry Chris. It's stupid. Anyway, um <laughs> that's where you can find me. So yeah, I love to connect with you guys. All right, and um, again, I'm educator underscore I underscore am Instagram educator I am. You can find yeah, I had to look it up. She always hell. Wait a minute, what I told you? Are you there? Yeah, I know y'all. Y'all don't even know my children are my producers. Like my students, they help me out tremendously. Um, but yeah, educator underscore I underscore am um, on Instagram. That's where you can find me. Um, that's where I'll try to give my tips and my tricks for how to best educate your children in a virtual society. And plug that book. Plug that book. Oh, yes. I'm my bad. I'm a terrible self-promoter. My name is Cara Wells. I am the author of The Ladies Living Guide, which is an A to Z guide to emotional wellness. Fellas, get the guide for your ladies, okay? Mm-hmm. Getting your Amazon. it together from A to Z. You can find it on Amazon. Just Google The Ladies Living Guide. I am the only one that will pop up with that. And, That's um, been helping my pet game. Okay, right. Because, <laughs> um, you know, ladies, we don't like to admit those issues, but they're there. The yeah. fellas will call me back. We'll talk about it. All right? <laughs> um, but, yeah, definitely um, Amazon it, order. Let's talk about it. I'm down. Nah, super dope. Um, <laughs> I am Y the G events. Again, Y the G. You can also follow us at uh, underscore King's Table on Instagram. There you go. Um, we have 2021 is gonna be phenomenal. I yeah. think we we've been putting a lot of not not just content, but I'm really trying to build a community at the table. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's King's Table. Well, obviously, you know what I'm saying? We always welcome queens. It's always a, a privilege mm-hmm. and a blessing to have queens at the, the table. Royal with court. Us. The royal court. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I might have to change it to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's great. The royal, <laughs> the royal court. You know, that's, that's going to be my thing. And as usual, you can find me on Instagram at the dot super dot Ken. And of course, you can follow us on underscore at you can follow us on Instagram at underscore Ken's table. Until next time. See ya. <laughs>